0: You're listening to the Harvest Time Podcast. We hope this message helps you know God in a real and powerful way. If you are in the Fort Smith area, we would love to see you in one of our services on Saturdays at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9.30 and 11 a.m. Enjoy the message. So God has filled this room. It's just me and two or three other people here tonight and today, and we're just so thankful that you are here with us. I'm hoping and I'm praying and I'm believing and trusting. That God's presence has filled wherever you are, whatever, if you're in a living room or if you're in a vehicle or whatever. Man, what a great time we just had in worship, and I just want to thank all of the people that make that possible uh, here at the church. God bless every one of you for kind of setting the stage and creating this, this incredible presence of the Lord. I've got a word for you today, and, uh, and I am so excited to be able to share this. Because uh, last week, Pastor Aaron, he, he, he delivered an incredible message on there's purpose in the pause. And last week, I didn't know exactly what he was going to be saying. And the entire week, God was saying the same thing to me in a different way. And so what we're going to do is we're going to just take a few of those points that he, was, that he kind of unpacked for us last weekend. And I'm going to take us a little bit different direction, but I want to talk a little bit about that pause. I want to talk about how we are Supposed to be slowing down because we find ourselves so busy that we can't enjoy hardly anything. We can't enjoy our kids, our family. It's hard to enjoy your job. Sometimes, we, if we'll be honest, it's hard to even enjoy church, much less enjoy God and His presence because we've worked ourselves up into so much of a busy frenzy. And so we do, we work ourselves into this busy fren- uh, frenzy, and I know this, that we mistake activity for progress all the time. And so we're going to do a little bit something different tonight. Uh, I want you to comment in this comment section, wherever you're watching, I want you, I want you to look at this. Uh, I'm going to ask a question, and I want you to, to, to comment here. They're going to put it on the screen for you today. What are some things that you've had time to do that you normally would not have had time to do? So we want to digitally engage with you as much as we can just put that put that in the in the comment section we want to we want to just kind of look at that and see have you had time to pause this week have you taken some time to be in God's presence what are some things that you've done that you normally wouldn't have time to do uh, during this time so I can tell you that in the very beginning God he created a place he created a space for us in the garden that that he could live and dwell among us. This was the purpose for for creating that space so he could live with us and from the very beginning this was his intentions that he wanted to live with us, that he wanted to dwell with us. But this is what has happened over and over. If you read God's word, man has filled that place and we filled that space with sin. We filled it with activity, we filled it with movement, we filled it with all kinds of things and we crowd God out of our life. Uh, over and over and you see that in the Word of God and if we'll all be honest we all have done that and I want to tell you that anything that replaces time with God it can become sin in our life anything can become sin if it replaces spending time with God God was calling us to rest and he was calling us to spend time with him he's calling us to be fruitful and what we do is if you look at Genesis it's very clear he, he rested. He wanted us to rest. In fact, it was the first place in Scripture that God said, I want you to mimic me. It's the very first time that He says, I want you to do what I'm doing. This is how I want you to become Like me. I want you to do what I'm what I am doing. But what we do is we feel this this necessity to be fruitful. He tells us to be fruitful in scripture. We fill that with action. We fill it uh, with movement. We fill it with busyness, a busy lifestyle, we fill it with work, we fill it with activity. We just fill it with busy nonsense sometimes. And we do this without we, we we do all of this and we're not spending time with God. We feel that space that is there inside us that he wants us to be fruitful in the kingdom and we fill it with all kinds of other activity. God wants us to rest and he wants, to spend, wants us to spend time with him and he wants to spend time with us. Let's look at this in Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. In order to be fruitful in the kingdom, we must rest. God calls us to be fruitful, but we choose to be busy. I want to say that again. God calls us to be fruitful, but we choose to be busy. In order to be fruitful in the kingdom, you must rest. If you're so busy that you don't have time to worship God, if you're so busy that you don't have time to rest, if you don't, if you're so busy that you can't find that purpose in the pause and you can't slow down, you're not uh, an entrepreneur, you're not an important person, you're not a CEO, you're not a grinder. What you are is you're a slave. You see, you're a slave to that time because God is, something has stolen the time with God. You've, you've replaced that time with God, and now you're a slave again. God called the children of Israel out of bondage, out of Egypt, out of slave, slavery, and he created a space for them so he could dwell among them. And what we've done is we've created slavery again for us. We're a slave to the clock. Because we don't spend time with Him. Those who are truly free can pause. Those who are truly free can spend time with Him. They make space. For God, we have time to rest and time to worship. Your rest time, according to the Word of God, and your worship time, according to the Word of God, it's holy, it's set apart, it's a consecrated time that we spend with Him. Let's look at this in Scripture. It's a holy time with God in Genesis 2-2. On the seventh day, God had finished His work of creation, so He rested from all His work. And God blessed the seventh day, and He declared it, holy he consecrated he set it aside because it was the day that he rested from all his work we we look forward to time off for all the wrong reasons and in fact our society our culture has coined a phrase TGIF uh, we say, thank God it's Friday. And what we do is we thank God for Friday because it's golf time, because it's hunting time, uh, because it's camping time, because it's Lowe's and Home Depot time, time for projects. I'm not going to leave you out, ladies, because it's shopping time. We, we, we say, thank God it's Friday because it's time to do all of these things. It's recreation time. But before we, think of, we do all of that before we think about it's worship time. We say all of those things because we say that before it's time to worship God and time to spend with God. We should be thanking God it's Friday because it's one day closer that we can spend time with him. It's one day closer to church time. It's one day closer to be in his presence. You know, this is what we should be saying. I'm going to set some time aside because God, you've been so good to me. I'm going to set some time aside because, God, this is what you've called me to do. I need to be more like you in this area, and I need to rest. I need to pause. I need to focus my attention on the God that has been so good, the God that has provided for my every need, the God that has been there for me through this season that I haven't been able to understand. I am excited that it's Friday because it's one day closer to worship time. And so instead of TGI Friday, we need to be saying, hey, it's church time. Hey, it's time, to sp- it's time to spend time in God's presence. It's dwelling with God time. You can't say that God is the source of your life if you work every single day. You can't say that, that God is the fuel of your life if you start to burn out. Or if you're burning out. You're no good in the kingdom if you're burned out. Farmers know this. They know that that the dirt, they know that the soil, it needs a time to replenish. To replenish, you can't, you can't uh, sow seed in soil every year after year after year. There, there's time that you've got to let the soil rest because the soil gets robbed of all of its nutrients. The soil gets robbed of all of its, its fuel to be able to grow the plants, to be able to do the thing it's created to do. And you say, Well, what's that got to do with me? What are you made out of? We're made from the dust and the dirt of the ground. God knew something. He knew that we needed to rest. He knew that we needed to pause. Pastor Aaron said it so eloquently last week that there's purpose in the pause. The pause is it's time to refuel. It's time to reconnect with our creator. God wants to spend time with us and he's He's using me today, this very moment, to bring you to this refocusing of our attention in this time, in this season, where we say, God, I don't need to burn out. You're the source of my life. You're the fuel of my life, and I'm not going to burn out. I'm going to be useful for the kingdom because I'm not going to burn out. Rest is an expression of obedience. Rest is an expression of trust and even of faith in God. We have to learn to trust God in the rest, to trust God in the pause. We've got to learn that trusting that when we're, that when we're not working, that God is working. We, need, we sing that song. It's, it's a great song to sing, but are you working every single day? Are you working every moment of every day? Because if you are, when you're, you're not resting. And if you're not resting, you're probably not fully trusting. And I know this to be true in my own life, as God has been speaking this to me so strongly over the last two, two and a half weeks. I've been working in, 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 really into a frenzy in getting my home together and getting everything together for a sale. And, and, and I've been working too much. And God's saying, Son, I need you to slow down. It's time to replenish. It's time to spend time in my presence. Because if you aren't resting you're probably not fully trusting. Uh, many years ago, I was in a, in a band, in a praise and worship band called Nehemiah, and in those years, that, that band and some of the guys that were in that band went to this church. Most of them went to other churches, but in that time and in that season, we were playing for youth groups. I was a much younger man, and, and we were going uh, from youth group to youth group. We would play conferences all over the United States, and m- mostly regionally, though, but sometimes in other areas. And I, At that time, I was working at UPS, and I needed Friday, I needed half a day off, so They had me come in and load my own truck at four in the morning and i got off of i think one or one o'clock in the afternoon and by that time i was i was exhausted because i would ran most of my route in that few short hours and so the guys we all we all met at this place we loaded the trailer and we're getting in this trailer to go off somewhere and i don't even remember where we were going but i was tired and, and we hooked the tr- my truck up to the trailer. And I, I asked the drummer, Kurt Gaither, I asked him, I said, Kurt, do you mind driving? I, I need to rest while we go because I need to be ready for tonight. And I got up so early this morning, I'm just tired. And he said, sure, I'll drive. So I handed him the keys. Well, one of the other guys, while we was finishing loading the trailer, he said, have you ever seen Kurt drive? He said, you're gonna let Kirk drive for you and you're gonna rest in the back of the truck? While he drives, how in the world are you going to rest while Kirk Gaither drives? (laughs) Kirk, you may be watching right now and you may not even remember the story, but I remember you driving my truck. And I told that band member, I I said this. I said, when you trust who's in control, you're able to rest. When you trust who's driving, you're able to close your eyes and you're able to rest. I trusted Kirk that day. Not with just my truck, not just with that trailer full of equipment. I trusted Kirk with my life. How much more can we trust our Heavenly Father? When you trust who's in control, you're able to sit back and rest. You're able to sit back and relax because God is in control. You know, if you aren't resting, you probably aren't fully trusting. I said that just a moment ago. But I wanted to say that again because I want it to sink in just a little bit. And we're going to do another question. I want you to, We want to interact with you here. What is an area of your life that has been squeezed out? It, 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 it has squeezed out spending time with God. What's one area of your life that... It's squeezed out spending time with God. Just put that in the comment section wherever you're watching because we want to we see what, what it is that, uh, that's going on in your life. And if we'll all be honest, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, I'm going to find some time to, to play some music, but I'm not going to allow me playing the trumpet to get in the way of my relationship with God. What's one area that you need to that you need refocusing in? That's a great place for us to kind of engage with you right now. But from the very beginning God was making a space for us. In Genesis 1 we read this. He created a garden. He created a place that he could live and dwell with with us. And we look at this in God's word and in God for 7 days and God said he was creating. And God said, he said this over and over. And God said he created and he created this place this space for us to live and dwell with Him so He could be with us. You say, what does all of this mean, Darren? What is is all of that in creation? What's the Bible really saying? If I had to boil it down really to one thing, I would say this. God loves you, and He wants to spend time with you. God loves you, and He wants to spend time with you. There's somebody watching right now, and you say, God loves me? He, He wants to spend time with me? And yes, it, he, he really does. From the very beginning, if you, when you read the story of creation, he's trying to get us, he's trying to be close to us. He's trying to partner with us. That he did everything that he could to dwell with us. And so in that time, he did all that stuff. And then in Exodus, we look at Exodus after the deliverance from Egypt, after the deliverance out of slavery again, God wanted to dwell with his people. And so what he did was this Exodus was a journey from slavery to freedom, from slavery to worship. And we'll talk about that next week. But in Genesis, he created the space, but now he created that space. But now he expects us to create the space for him. And so watch. Let's look at this right now. He said, if they build a sanctuary, if they build a place, I will live and I will dwell among them. Let's look at this in Exodus 25, verse eight and nine. Then have them Make a sanctuary. God speaking to Moses, Moses saying, God says, have them build a sanctuary. Have them build that for me, and I, being God, I will dwell among them. Make this tabernacle and all of its furnishings exactly like the pattern that I will show you. The presence of God, He wants to live and dwell among us. Can you imagine the same God that put the sun? and the moon, and the stars in place. He wants to partner with us. He wants to live with us. Because if you aren't experiencing His presence, if you're not experiencing His presence, you probably haven't created the space. If you say, it's been a long time since I've experienced God's presence, Pastor Darren, maybe you need to create a space. For him, This preparation that God was telling Moses, have them build this mobile sanctuary, this tent of meeting. Have them build this for me. It took about nine months to do that. And there's 50 chapters devoted to how they are to construct this tent. How do they are to construct this mobile tabernacle in which God's presence was going to live and dwell among his people 50 chapters devoted to this. If you look, there's Exodus 25, there's Exodus 35 through 40. All of Leviticus and part of Numbers is dedicated to how to construct that tabernacle. But there's only two chapters dedicated to telling us about all of creation. If God was so interested in how that tabernacle, how that space needed to be put together, maybe it's important that we would do that as well. Maybe if we create the space, maybe if we build the sanctuary, maybe if we build this place that he will live within us, maybe if we would clear our calendar and make some space for him, he will live with us. His presence would dwell with us. I know that anything that is important to us, we make a place for it. Anything that's important to us, if we love playing golf, you're going to figure out a way to get a 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. tea time. You're going to figure out a way to do what's important to you. This has been a time of a slowing down. And God is saying to all of us, I want to live with you. I want to dwell with you. I want to spend time with you. Has this been a time of high anxiety, of of depression, or has this been a time where you're drawing near to God, where you're coming close to Him again, where you're saying, God, I need more of your presence. I know this, if we'll draw near to Him, He draws near to us. On Wednesday of this week, uh, I had seen on Tuesday that we had had a a high chance for a golf ball-sized hell. And, And it dawned on me that I had so much clutter in my garage that both of my vehicles were out. They were out exposed in the weather. And I can tell you this, I I went out in the garage and I just started that morning on Wednesday morning when I knew that. I started creating some space. I I started the two most valuable things that, that we own were sitting outside exposed to this this golf ball size, so, it may have even been a go, uh, baseball size hell. But I, I, I don't know, but we didn't end up happening, but it was like pea size. But I know this, I was frenzy. I was out there working, and I was trying to create some space. Some space that was dedicated for my vehicles. My, this this two-car garage that I have is dedicated for these two vehicles. And instead, I had so much clutter... I had so much stuff, I had so much junk out there that I couldn't get the two most important, the two most valuable things. I couldn't get them in the garage. And as I was out there working and scrambling, I started throwing junk out in the driveway. In fact, if you had come by, you would have saw it. Was, it was crazy. I had all kinds of stuff sitting out in the driveway that I was just going to get out. I was going to get rid of, and I did. And it dawned on me. In that very moment, God spoke to me and said, My son this is what I want you to do. Create a space for the most valuable thing in your life, my presence. God spoke that to me so strongly and I stood with my my hands on my knees, I stood in my garage and I bent over and I started to weep and I started to cry and I said, God, forgive me. Help me to create some space. I've been too busy. I've been too much stuff in my life. And I need to create the space that's dedicated for you, my heart. I need to make a place so that you can live and dwell in me, so that I can be that mobile tabernacle that you've created me to be. So I ask you right now what's the stuff? Filling up your life? What's the stuff, the clutter that you need to remove so that you can put God's presence, the most valuable thing, back in your life? We all fill up our life with clutter. And in doing so, we fill up that space that's reserved for God, the most important, valuable thing. It's time to make some space. It's time to make the place. Dedicated, It's holy unto the Lord. The Sabbath, keep it holy, God says. In fact, if, if, if you look in all of Scripture, this is what God, Jesus was saying even to a lot of the Pharisees, Sadducees. What can we do on the Sabbath? This is what they talked about a lot. If you look in Scripture, most of the time, time to create some space. We need to move the unimportant things out of our life for the reserved space for God. So I ask you this question. I want you to look at this verse, and I ask you this question. Exodus 29, 45 and 46. Look at this. So I will consecrate the tent of meeting and the altar, and I will consecrate Aaron and his sons to serve me as priests. This is verse 45 now. Then I will dwell among the Israelites, and I will be their God. They will know that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of Egypt, that brought them out of slavery. Why? so I could dwell among them. I am the Lord, their God. I brought them out of slavery so that I could live with them, so I could dwell with them. We're slaves to the clock. We're slaves to everything that replaces time with God's presence. So I ask you this before I pray, what is it you need to remove from your life that's taken the place of God. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, God, for your word. I thank you, Father, for these your people. I ask you, God, right now that you would use this time to speak to our hearts, that we would create some space, that we would be the place that you would live and dwell among us. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening today. You can learn more about our church at harvesttime.net or by following us on Instagram. To stay up to date with more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe. We'll see you next time.